2: These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a Clinical Associate Professor of Psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. The clocks have turned back and the days are growing shorter. While plenty of people are not a fan of shorter days, it doesn't really affect their overall mood. And generally, many people go through short periods of time where they feel sad or not like their usual selves. But sometimes, these mood changes begin and end when the seasons change. People can start to feel down when the days get shorter in the fall and winter. Also called winter blues, and they can begin to feel better in the spring with longer daylight hours. In some cases, mood changes are more serious and can affect how a person feels, thinks, and functions in their daily life. Having significant changes in your mood and behavior whenever the seasons change every year can indicate you have seasonal affective disorder or SAD, a type of clinical depression. In most cases, SAD symptoms start in the late fall or early winter, and then go away during the spring and summer. This is known as winter pattern SAD, or winter depression. Some people might experience depressive episodes, however, during the spring and summer months. This is called summer pattern SAD, or summer depression, and actually is much less common. Overall. Seasonal affective disorder affects between 1% and 10% of the population, depending where you live and how much exposure to the sun you get, such that the numbers in a state like New Hampshire, where your latitude is farther from the sun, are about 9% of the population, whereas the numbers in Florida, where you get a lot of sunshine, it's a little only over 1%. So what are the signs and symptoms of SAD? SAD is not considered a separate disorder, but more a type of depression, characterized by its recurrent seasonal pattern. And symptoms can last four to five months of the year if they are untreated. So the signs and symptoms of seasonal affective disorder are the same ones often as those associated with major depression but some specific symptoms differ for the winter pattern and for the summer pattern of SAD. Not every person with SAD will experience all the symptoms, but you should at least have several. So those symptoms are feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities that you once enjoyed, called anhedonia, Experiencing changes in appetite or weight. And here is a symptom that is potentially different from typical depression. So, in sad, that change in appetite or weight is usually an increased appetite with a predilection for eating carbohydrates. Having problems with sleep, again, this symptom is different in seasonal depression compared to typical depression so that you sleep too much when you have S.A.D., feeling sluggish or alternatively agitated, having low energy, feeling hopeless or worthless, having difficulty concentrating, and actually having thoughts of death or suicide. For the winter pattern of S.A.D., Specifically, the symptoms tend to be, as I said, oversleeping, or what's called hypersomnia, overeating, particularly with a craving for carbohydrates, weight gain as a result, and social withdrawal. So when you listen to those symptoms, you can hear it kind of sounds like hibernating, as many mammals do in the winter. But unfortunately for humans, when you get these symptoms, It doesn't feel good. It feels like depression, even though it kind of sounds like hibernating. And for summer pattern SAD, you might have the opposite trouble sleeping, insomnia, poor appetite and having weight loss, feeling restless and agitated and anxious, and even having, because of high irritability, episodes of violent behavior. The specific cause of seasonal affective disorder is not actually known, but there are various factors that are thought to play an important role. First is your biological clock, also called your circadian rhythm. So the reduced levels of sunlight in the fall and winter that seem to cause winter onset SAD means decreased sunlight into your system, which can disrupt your body's internal clock and lead to these feelings of depression. It may also be a drop in serotonin, a brain chemical, also called a neurotransmitter, that affects mood and might play a role here because reduced sunlight can cause a drop in serotonin, which can then, in fact, trigger depression. And also, the change in season can disrupt the balance of the body's level of melatonin, another chemical which plays a very important role in sleep patterns and in mood. Seasonal affective disorder is diagnosed more often in women than in men, in fact, by as much as four to one. And SAD occurs more frequently in younger adults than it does in older ones. Other factors can play a role in who gets seasonal affective disorder. This includes family history, because one is more likely to have actually close relatives with SAD if one gets it. And having major depression in the past or having bipolar disorder, because symptoms of depression can worsen seasonally if you have either one of these two diagnoses already. Living farther from the equator, as I mentioned earlier, appears to be a risk factor for some people, whether that's living very far north or living far south. This is probably due to decreased sunlight during the winter and longer days during the summer months. And last is a low level of vitamin D. Vitamin D is produced in the skin when it's exposed to sunlight, and it can help boost serotonin activity. So less sunlight, and therefore not getting enough vitamin D from foods and other sources, can result in low levels of vitamin D in the body overall. Signs and symptoms of affective disorder should be taken seriously. Like other types of depression, it can get worse, and it can lead to other problems in life if it's not treated. Problems like social withdrawal, having difficulty in school or work because you can't concentrate and you have no energy. Substance use or abuse. And other mental health disorders like anxiety or eating disorders. And of course, thoughts of suicide or behaviors that are self harming. So, with that, right after the break, we'll get to my listener's question.
1: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of
2: Let's get to my listener's question and see, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, I am finding myself struggling to get out of bed the past few weeks. I feel very low and feel like sleeping a lot. I also feel like eating a lot, and I'm overeating things like bread and chips, and it's causing me to gain weight that I don't want, which makes me feel even more down. If I'm not sleeping, I feel tired and unmotivated in a way I normally don't. So I was thinking, is this depression? But my friend told me that depression causes you to have trouble sleeping and to lose your appetite. So maybe this is something else. I don't know what it is, but it feels awful, and I'm wondering if there is anything I can do to feel better. Most clinical depression. Does cause the afflicted person to have difficulty falling asleep or awakening too early and being unable to fall back asleep, and therefore you are deprived of sleep and sleep more poorly. In addition, it does typically cause people to lose their appetites, as well as enjoyment of many other things, and can therefore cause you to lose weight. But that is what is called typical clinical depression. For some people, clinical depression is what is called atypical. And by this, clinicians mean the opposite in terms of these particular symptoms, which are called neurovegetative symptoms, of sleep and appetite specifically, where you tend to sleep too much, remain tired, and eat too much with an increased appetite, particularly for carbohydrates and with the commensurate weight gain. Even if this were not the fall with shorter days, I would still say to you this can be depression because you also have low mood, low energy, feeling tired for several weeks, and it's really causing a problem for you. But especially given this time of year, I ask you to wonder if this happened to you last year or in the past several years at the same time of year because this could be seasonal depression, which typically does cause increased sleeping and eating, along with the other symptoms of depression. SAD has symptoms of atypical depression in the fall and winter. It's important, I think, that it be recognized and that you take care of it appropriately so it will not worsen, but also so that it can improve and you can feel better. You can do some things at home right now. Those include aerobic exercise for 30 minutes for a minimum of three to four times per week, really getting your heart rate up because this has been shown to improve mood in mild clinical depression. Get outside in the morning in the sunlight each day. Talk to close supporters about how you are feeling and make social plans because socializing And sharing your feelings boosts mood. Do not increase your alcohol intake and do not use drugs for your mood. It will actually make your mood worse. Maintain a healthy, balanced diet and set an alarm, keeping sleep to not more than nine to 10 hours per day. But given, to be honest, this sounds like it may be actual seasonal affective disorder and not the winter blues, which is a lot of the same sorts of symptoms, but in a much more mild way, I would check in with a mental health professional who can confirm a diagnosis and make sure this is not part of another mental health issue like bipolar disorder. This matters because bipolar disorder should be treated differently than seasonal affective disorder. One example of that is light box therapy which can be a great treatment for seasonal affective disorder, but has specific risks if in fact what you have is bipolar disorder. The risk being that light therapy is psychoactivating in a good way for depression, but in a problematic way for bipolar disorder where you could be pushed into hypomania or mania, and that would be risky. So you may not be able to use lightbox therapy, or you may have to use it carefully and judiciously according to your mental health professional if you're on a mood stabilizer and they deem it safe with bipolar disorder. If this is sad and sad alone, then lightbox therapy, which has little to no side effects as opposed to, say, medication, and works really effectively and even pretty quickly, Means that getting a specific therapeutic light box, and this is the important part many places sell online light boxes that really don't meet these criteria. They might call it a happy box or a light box, and technically it is, I guess, but it's really not a therapeutic light box with therapeutic light strength. That matters in terms of it actually working as a treatment for you. So, You want to look for a light box that has at least what is called 10,000 lux of light. Lux is a measurement of the strength of light you're getting. And 10,000 is very strong. You want to look for a white 10,000 lux of light. You want to look for a broadband 10,000 lux of light. And these therapeutic light boxes, which are sold by specific companies that make them, is minus the UV light bands that are not safe for you to have, even from the sun, because they can be bad for your skin or bad for your eyes. So actually, in this case, it's safe to use this very strong type of light, and it's actually what can make the difference. You will use it in a very specific way. You will use it in the morning when you first wake up and not late in the day when it can actually delay your ability to get to sleep. You will start for about 20 minutes each morning and you might work your way till 30 or 40 minutes, depending on if it's not helping you and you need more time with the light box. But starting at 20 minutes, you will set the box up anywhere between 12 and 24 inches from your face. And that depends on what the manufacturer tells you is the strength of light and how far you can have it away and still have it be 10,000 lux. You will not point it directly at your face, but off to the side, but shining on your face and make sure to have your eyes open. And then frankly, you can do other things. You could eat breakfast. You can look at your computer. You can read a book. The point is to have the light shining at your face, at your eyes, where it will be absorbed. And you will do that first thing in the morning. Some people get relief within a matter of days. For some people, it takes maybe two to three weeks. But it is very effective for people specifically with seasonal affective disorder. And you will use that light, if this is the case, until it becomes spring. Other forms of treatment that you might think about or could be recommended to you by your mental health professional would be psychotherapy, which also can treat seasonal affective disorder. And if your symptoms are quite severe, then you might be prescribed an antidepressant as well. Next year, if this does turn out to be seasonal affective disorder, I might suggest that you start your light box in October, in the middle of October even, before you would normally get symptoms, because using your light box each day can prevent you from developing seasonal affective disorder in that year. I hope that was helpful. Treatment for seasonal affective disorder may include light therapy, psychotherapy, and medications. If you have bipolar disorder, tell your healthcare provider and a mental health professional because this is critical to know when prescribing, say, light therapy or, for that matter, an antidepressant. Both treatments can potentially trigger a manic episode if not carefully followed, and if the person is not already taking a mood stabilizer. For light therapy, also called phototherapy, you sit basically somewhere between one and two feet from a special light box so that you're exposed to bright light within the first hour of waking up each day. This light box should have a minimum of 10,000 lux of white broadband light. Light therapy mimics natural outdoor light, and it does cause a change in brain chemicals linked to mood. It is really one of the first-line treatments for fall-onset SAD. It generally starts working in a few days to a few weeks, and it really causes very few to no side effects. Research on light therapy, while limited, appears to be effective for most people in relieving sad symptoms. But before you purchase a light box, you might want to talk with your healthcare provider about the best one for you and familiarize yourself with the variety of features and options so that you buy a high-quality product that's safe and effective and learn about how to use it and when to use it. Psychotherapy, also called talk therapy, is another option to treat sad. A type of psychotherapy known as cognitive behavioral therapy can help you by learning healthy ways to cope with sad, by reducing avoidance behavior, like I won't go out, I'm not meeting with people, and scheduling important and meaningful activities, by identifying negative thoughts and behaviors that might be making you feel worse and changing them, and learning generally how to manage stress and by helping you to build in healthy behaviors like increasing your physical activity and improving your sleep patterns. Psychodynamic psychotherapy is also known to be helpful in this type of depression. And some people with SAD do require antidepressant treatment, especially if their symptoms are severe. An example is an extended-released version of the antidepressant bupropion, also called Welbutrin which can help prevent depressive episodes in people who already have a history of seasonal affective disorder. And other antidepressants may also be used to treat SAD. Again, a mental health provider can recommend starting treatment with an antidepressant before your symptoms typically begin each year, if you know this is already the case. So they may recommend that you continue to take that antidepressant beyond the time your symptoms normally go away to try to maintain and keep you from having a relapse. Keep in mind that it can take weeks to notice the full benefit of an antidepressant and that sometimes while one doesn't work, another one will. So you might have to try different medications before you find the one that works well for you and has the fewest tolerable side effects. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanIhelp@senicawomen.com. at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? With me, Dr. Gail Salts.
0: During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad.